Okay, so on a recent episode, uh, I talked about my initial experience at Supplement Superstore Mm -hmm. and how surprised I was by the interactions, the the quality of the interaction, the comprehensiveness of the conversations that I had with these gentlemen who were trying to sell me protein supplements. Has the supplement situation evolved? It has. Okay. And this is now chapter two in what I hope is a long courtship (laughs) between me and the gentleman at Supplement Superstore. We went to Kansas City for the evening to celebrate Brandy's birthday on Thursday. We, we came home Friday. And as we checked the mail Friday evening, I had a handwritten note from. Oh, one of yeah, the they gentlemen. do that. Yeah. Now, what if I told you behind that handwritten note, there was a second envelope with a second handwritten note. So I had two handwritten notes from different people at Supplement Superstore. One wishing me luck on my upcoming move because I mentioned to them we just bought a house. And the other celebrating the fact that I've gotten to a point that I'm really stepping up my protein game to make gains in the gym. <laughs> so now I have did not. They, did, did they dust it with some whey powder? There was for, not for, like a mooch scoop in there, like some freebie. Well, I just want for the aroma of the oh, invitation. to smell like. I'm surprised they, they didn't send a water bottle. They it onto yes. a parchment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I now have two handwritten notes from Supplement Superstore. My in God. addition to the quality experience I've had in the shop. So here's the thing. I'm almost out of I, I buy two flavors at a time because you get tired of it. You know what I mean? Especially when you're doing like two to two a day. Mm-hmm. I'm almost out of one of the flavors. Mm. So I got to go back. You got to go back. I'm going to give myself a little time because yeah. I don't want to rush things here. <laughs> you don't want to seem desperate. <laughs> I want this naturally to evolve. I want to play a little coy. Uh-huh, you know uh-huh. what I mean? I don't want to rush into things. Yeah, I certainly yeah. don't want to sleep together on the first date. Yeah. Uh, I want them to court me a little more. Now. Sure. At, at this point, the funniest thing you could possibly do is just buy it online and never go and back. And never go back. <laughs> yeah. And I need you to know something. I've thought about it. <laughs> but I. But now that we have this budding romance, me and these two other gentlemen who work at a supplement superstore, I feel the need to sneak in there in a couple of days and just grab some new milk chocolate and see what's mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Um, well, uh, if your store doesn't send you a handwritten calligraphy invitation, it, she's just not that into you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's you, not her. Um, so anyways, cheers to Dayton and other guy, Tom, <laughs> Tyler, 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 Tyler at right. Supplement Superstore for your care, your attention, your kindness. I see you. I, I want to add a cheers to Spencer's protein game. Oh, 100%. Yeah. really taking a step it's up. It's really taking a step up. Uh, you know what? L- let's see what happens. Here's to the future. Hey, everybody. I'm Caleb. I'm Spencer. And this is the Mix Six, where we drink six beers, have six conversations, right on a five-point scale, and occasionally just up our protein game. I mean, when do you th- when do you think Gains. it's too soon to have Dayton on the show? That's that's what I want to know. <laughs> do you think he'd be into it? I don't think he'd be uh, into he it. He would. Yeah, maybe. Would. Maybe. Is that like a threat to our listeners? I think like, it's a threat you, to Dayton. Yeah. Um, how, how, how long would, would do you think it would take him to get like absolutely hammered on the show, though? I don't know. I just want to be clear. A significant portion of our listeners don't like when we talk about beer. Right. <laughs> on the beer podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think a guy coming in talking about how to do isometric how to get your body out of a catabolic state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's been cool, man. It's been totally cool. Um, <laughs> hey, we're into the pre-party. Uh, Ross... Uh, 
uh, your Kickstarter is still live until uh, August 21st. August 21st. Yeah. So from this day, you've Leto got The Narrative Dissidents Season 2. Support it, you nerds. Yeah. Uh, that's just what I'm starting to be a little aggressive in my communication. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's the protein. It's changed. It works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, Dayton's a bad influence on here. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Okay. You know, uh, maybe this is like my season two Dexter rip. Oh, uh, maybe shit. he has that effect on me. I don't know. I don't know. The um, small traveler. Yeah. Caleb, you got any pre-party stuff? Uh, no. But then we've got a rating system to yeah, get to. Yeah. Okay. Well, this one's going to be another tub edition. Uh, Universal Soldier sequels. Mm. Just sequels. And OG Universal Soldier is JCVD. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. But here's the Some thing. of the sequels. Have. Not in Ooh. consideration. Yeah, yeah. Not even considered. Right. Only sequels. Only sequels. There's yeah. a lot of them. Uh, this does there, not surprise There me. are a lot, and we have now watched all of them. So, uh, sequel that's one. Sequel you probably shouldn't watch. And a beer you probably shouldn't drink is going to be Universal Soldier Unfinished Business. This is Universal Soldier 3 Unfinished Business. Now, here's the thing. To keep track of this, we're going to need a sub rating. Oh, yep. So a one is Universal Soldier 3 Unfinished Business or part three attempt one because the Universal Soldier franchise is going to reset tie lines no less than four times. No. (laughs) Yeah. No. <laughs> yep. So a one or a part three attempt one Universal Soldier three unfinished business is a made for Showtime oh, 90 minute soft pilot uh, in which um, some gamblers take over a casino and a robbery. And there just so happens to be the guy they got to pretend to be Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, in, in the what casino. they were hoping to pitch to be a running TV show. Yes. And he happens to be chilling out in the freezer because he's a universal soldier monster. Yeah. Um, and then he's just solves mysteries and stops a robbery because he's a zombie cop now because it's a TV show. Are you Trash, sure? Are- real bad. Don't watch it. I thought this was universal soldier, not Reacher episodes. <laughs> not Reacher. Yeah. Yeah. What uh-huh. if there was yeah. a dead guy and he was pretty big? Yeah. Great. And he Reacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, no, Reacher's alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reacher cannot die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can something that can't die ever truly be alive? Yeah, right. That's yeah. True. Sort of a true. Yeah, so is Frankenstein's monster. Uh all right. So a two, a beer that's only slightly better, and a Universal Soldier that's only slightly better is Universal Soldier 2, the return. Oh, wait. Which is going to be part two attempt. So this is not the, the, the immediate follow-up to Universal Soldier. No, this is part two, attempt one. Got it. Which was the sequel to Universal Soldier that went direct to TV. So okay. we're still on Showtime. Oh, boy. Um, this one starts with a reenactment of no. the last five minutes no. of Universal Soldier. With different Soldier people one. playing? With different people. No. They swede their own movie to start this TV series. So that's oh, what brings it up to two. Oh, my God. It's kind of delightfully low budget. <laughs> like, it, it has a sort of like quaintness to it that really can't be matched. It gets wow. it gets kind of commercial when they soft pilot it for the for the one yeah. Universal Soldier. Uh so there we go. Uh a three, your baseline Universal Soldier sequel is going to be Universal Soldier 2 Brother in Arms. Mm. Uh, and this is actually Universal Soldier 2. Uh, actually, no, I got him flipped. Okay. I, got, I got him flipped. Okay. I just did three. I skipped two. Oh, okay. I skipped two. I'm making this as easy as possible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, what I actually meant for two, so yeah. I just described the delightfully low budget one. That's what you want out of Universal. hundred percent. Uh, but this one's the return, which is the first one to have Jean-Claude Van Damme back. Oh. Uh, and that is part two attempt to Universal Soldier 2 okay. in return. Okay. Uh, but this one's about family. Like Luke Devereaux is no longer a zombie super soldier. Oh. He is a guy who trains 
trains other zombie super soldiers. One of you happens to be Goldberg. Um, And uh, Goldberg threatens his zombie super soldier daughter because he has a family now. And the movie just ends with him like hugging them and going, I love you. And Jean-Claude Van Damme, it's just, boy, that's a two experience. Yeah. Uh, It's way worse than seeing, again, actors that are not Dolph Lundgren and Jean-Claude Van Damme pretend to be them, Man. which that would be a uh, brother in ours. Isn't that so. the one with a, like a big jet ski chase scene at the beginning? Yeah. Two yeah. has the big jet ski chase. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Now a four. <laughs> Where are you getting into the good stuff? Universal Soldier 2 Regeneration. Uh, that would be part two, attempt three. Um, Got it. <laughs> I'm following. Totally tracking uh-huh. this. Yeah. Uh, then they have Jean-Claude Van Damme back. But it's just an action movie, and they actually rate it something Great. so they can show like blood and shooting people. It's got the dude from UFC in it playing an angry uh, guy. And then finally, the evolution of this one is going to be uh, Universal Soldier 3 Day of Reckoning, which is part three attempt two. Yeah. And the sequel to part two, attempt three, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, and that is the one with Scott Atkins, which is just oh. a, a Nicholas Winding Refin nightmare movie uh, yeah. with uh, lots of blood and gore because great. It's a, a universal candidate. Yeah. Yo, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's a universal soldier movie. You can do whatever the fuck you want because right. no one's going to watch Absolutely. it. A little army, uh, a little apocalypse now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good no, a- actually a good film. Yeah, like yeah. actually very entertaining to watch. Yeah. I would enjoy the shit out aside of it. Aside from the epilepsy scenes. Aside, oh yeah, aside from the epilepsy, actually epilepsy warning. Do, actually, don't watch the film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in retrospect, just don't watch it. There, but there's like two minutes of the movie, like uh, two like 45 second things that are like mind control things, and they just bright flashing lights for like 30 to 40 seconds. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. See, the thing is, Jean Claude Van Damme is in it. But he is very old and bad, and then the Seagal phase yeah. of his career. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so they don't want to show him. They they pretty much do every way they can to not show him. Uh, and one of those is uh, visually assaulting the viewer with strobe lights at two minute intervals. Uh, yeah, it's very bad. So, but other than that, right. pretty watchable. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. good recommendation. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, we're going to use numbers to review our beer, <laughs> and they will be representative of parts of other numbers for the rest of this episode and with that uh, i'm gonna grab something to drink spencer what are you drinking never mind it's a fat orange cat i know what you're drinking it's a fat orange cat you know exactly what i'm drinking (laughs) actually never mind i don't even know yeah Yeah. it's a fat orange cat well we should give it a name i suppose but it's really just getting the fact that they bother to give their beers names (laughs) is beyond me this beer is called welcome to harga well we could we could file something with the fcc about like deceptive communication we could deceptive tactics absolutely um you say these are different beers but they are in fact not I don't know what Harga is, and it feels like something that maybe our Norwegian and or something uh, that steals children at night. Well, so I got the sense that Harga is maybe the made up place where all beer tastes like one beer. Oh. Uh, and that would be fat. So like a cats. purgatory. Yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing about this fat orange cat. It sort of has a Midas touch. Only instead of turning everything, including Harga, into gold, right. it turns it into a New England style double IPA. Double IPA. Because they make yeah. one beer. One beer only. Eight and a half well, Only one. Yeah. yeah. You got you to gotta love it. Or in and fact, you do I not. bet that tastes exactly like the other ones, unless I'm wrong. Um, yeah, that one's a little better than the other ones. Oh, that's good. Yeah, 
making it a three, by the way. Oh, uh, oh yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> it's really a best case scenario. It's really a best case scenario. <laughs> to be clear, a three is part two, attempt one, Universal Soldier two, brothers in arms. Yeah. Wait, is that the casino one or is that? The- no, that's the one where uh, they find his brother, who is also Universal Soldier, uh-huh. who also served in Vietnam. Ah, uh, OK. And uh, but that's the one with the remake of the actors that aren't. Oh, uh, OK. OK. Yeah. 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 Avi, you're going to get confused, Ross. Yeah, it's yeah. such a simple system. Wait, yeah. is the four the one set in Chernobyl? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Duh, Ross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyways, this beer's fine. It's got kind of like a nice melon finish, which makes the end not so disgusting. Oh. Uh, and so I appreciate that. Uh, with that, Caleb, you recently played a game that we've been talking a little bit about, and now you have done it. So tell us more. Uh, I played Land, Sea, Air. I'm a bit behind the times because they just came out with an expansion. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a simple two player game. It's it's World War Two Gwent. Mm-hmm. Um, it is definitively a uh, keep it in your purse game. Mm-hmm. Like there there are like three large cards that are sort of locations for play. But other than that, it's like an 18 card deck. This is a love letter you love can carry that. around, but uh, you're playing a two person thing. So in the game, there are um, cards for land, sea and air. They are numbered mm-hmm. one through six. Um, on the back of every card is just the number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you get a chance to play a card, you get six cards. Those are the only cards you get to play for the whole round. Hmm. You have to play them in their appropriate theater, uh, which will be land, sea, or air. Mm-hmm. Those are the big cards that would actually make it a little hard to carry around in your pocket sure. as a game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, it would be uh, pretty easy to do if it wasn't for those little cards. So anyway, you lay those down. Uh, and then at the end of six cards, when you've both taken turns and played, uh, whoever is the most strength in most theaters oh, okay. wins. Yep. So if I have the most strength in land, I win it. But if you have the most strength in sea and air, you win the battle and you get the victory points. Hmm. You get six victory points if you win the whole thing. And then you have 12 victory points uh, total to win the game. So basically you win two games of it. You've won. the Bingo, whole bingo. Um, <clears throat> the interesting thing about it is tactical effects. So if you play a card face up and don't improvise, you also use its tactical effect, mm-hmm. which is like a the next card you play can be played outside theater. Oh, so that's or, how you offset the fact that maybe just the draw guy. Or like you can flip a card in this theater, which means any card, including an opponent's card, uh-huh. and flip like no a longer. six yeah. down to a two. Got it. And that's the strategy part of the game. It's oh, pretty interesting. Interesting. But the thing I think that makes it most interesting as a game is that it is a little war game and there are like sorts of plans. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I want him to play that five now. So when I keep this low card that can flip it, I can make it worse. Right. But I got to do it quick before he covers it up. Cause it's got like our little party foul mechanic. Oh yeah. You can yeah. only foul the top most cards. Nice. Um, and uh, so there's some strategy in predicting your generalship like that. But the thing I like most about it and the thing, I think the only thing that makes it earn the world war two theme yeah. is um, you can just quit. In what? the middle of a battle, you can be like, fuck it. No, I'm not going to win this. So like uh, like one time I got a card, that a hand that was like all ones and twos. Yeah. And I was just like, I withdraw. And my vi- and my opponent, since I had six cards in my hand, got one victory point. Oh, wow. So there's a scale of when you decide to quit that denies victory points to the person who's going to win. Wow. So like it's actually if you're both pretty strategic and know the game, it becomes rarer and rarer. 
for uh, things to go all like out play to a whole the full six hands yeah. because now you're just risking more. So it's got like a push your luck gambling mechanic against mm. the other person. And that's the thing that makes it feel generally. Like I like like I a like general that. as in like military general. Right. Like I like the prediction of what my opponent's going to do and like luring them into traps with right. my tactical <laughs> effects. Those are fun. But like the really cool thing is just like I'm not going to win not, this. I'm not engaging you here. Or I am going to win this, but I got to make it think I'm not going to win it so I can push it to a six-pointer. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, and that that's the real cool wow. head game of it. Yeah. That is like a sneaky amount of play for a card that, or a game that is 18 cards functionally. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, uh, we we played it, and we, we played to a complete war, like, three or four times. I yeah. don't think Sarah's that into it and, and that's fine too. Right. Because like there is an aspect of like, well, I want to see what you have. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I do want to play the and game. And the thing is, if you play at a certain level of competitiveness, which is for me and her, not yeah. like, um, I just kind of want to see what you have. And then when they, we start over, but like, if you're genuinely into it, you could be playing like quit, quit, like, and it like the game goes five or six rounds. Right. Uh, you're still going to have 12. a winner because you're lo- you're getting losing victory points every time. Interesting, but you're you're really like waiting for your hand to come up. Um, I love that, and that is that is very interesting. Yeah, uh, but like it's very head gamey. And the, but the thing I find most interesting of it is that like you have these war games. Yeah, and almost every war game I've ever seen does not reward what most war is about, which is Fabian tactics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do not be there when they know you're going to like, yeah. like run. Yeah. Don't fight like George Washington. It like get away. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> make, make them get tired following you. Like, yeah. And that, and most war games do not tell it because no. it's boring. Yeah, that's right. Cause it's, it's boring yeah. for like a game. That Retreating turn is antithetical by, turn by turn, but yeah. like, this is not boring. It is a single decision. It's like one of the three actions you can do in your turn. Play a card face up, play a face down, quit. Wow. <laughs> And dude, I and, love that. But it actually rewards Fabian tactics in, in a way that is not a simulationist. Yeah. Which I think is where board games fall down yes. on it. Cause it turns out it's not very fun to not fight. No. Uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, in this one, it's actually like, it's so quick and fast yeah. and still a strategic it's, it's quitting, but it's not taking a turn off. Yeah. It's, it's quitting, but not it's quitting strategically, yeah, which yeah. is what a Fabian tactic, man, is. Yeah. I'm interested. Like I'm totally interested in that. Uh, pretty cheap buy, right? Real cheap. And like I said, like if you could like if you can get three coasters of different colors and be like, this is land, this is sea, this is air, you could keep this in your wallet right. to play it. Yeah. Like, or if you carry around keep track an of iPhone, points, keep track of points on your phone. Yeah. Deck of cards yeah. that you could slip in your front pocket. Uh the only thing is like the placeholders, because those do cycle. Because there is a mechanic of like this goes plus three to everything in adjacent theater. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. So like if air's in the middle and you play that. Yeah you've now boasted plus six on either side. Interesting. But they do cycle. So if it's on one end, yeah, you're only, only boosting to left. Yeah. one of them. Uh, is the expansion, did the expansion come out at Gen Con, which is happening currently, or did it come out uh, before? It's come out before, okay. Okay. and uh, I have not played it. It it just seems like a reskin. It's like spies, diplomacy, or oh, whatever. Okay. Yeah. The art is just guys talking in rooms and like stealing stuff, uh, which is cool. Yeah. Um, the cards have different tactical effects, which is interesting. And apparently there's a game to play the game. There's a way to play the game both together. Ooh. but uh i haven't tried any of those so okay. i can't really review them yeah as as a bar game if you're just going with one other person you yeah. don't need to worry about anybody else wanting to play right it, it is a it is a good bar game damn all right lancier that's what it's called yeah yep okay lancier uh sounds like a hard recommendation i'm gonna check it out uh we've been looking for a two-player game just to be able to play at the coffee table while we're watching tv yeah it's where we're two gwent with fabian tactics into it uh hey great recommendation good description we're gonna grab another beer and we'll be right back
Caleb, what's that beer we've maybe had? Who knows? Who can tell? Yeah. Uh, it's from Melvin Brewing out of Eureka. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the Mystic Tigers Sour Ale with fruit. Nah, I don't like that. See, here's the thing. Yeah. We've had it happen multiple times. It may have happened with this beer. Don't like it when it just described as fruit. Yep. Name the fruit. That's right. Name all of them. Yes. I've seen. Are you worried about space? Because I know Craft Brew has no right. laws yeah. about that. I've yeah. seen paragraphs up there. Yes. They do not give a fuck. Right. Like they will. They will write a poem yeah. and call it a beer name. Omnipolo is actually a zine uh, with liquid <laughs> liquid in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> so you just got to be careful there. Very well described. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This one just has fruit. It has all of the fruit. That, yeah. Well, that, and that's that, my head game. with with fruits. Yeah. Not even fruits. Fruit. They just take bags of random fruit. Anything the grocery store throws away, they just put it. In and the maybe bag. that's the bit. If you yeah, don't right. say it, you can just cycle whatever you can find. Exactly. Oh, they got it on there. We got oh, okay. lime, passion fruit, pineapple, and dragon fruit. That's what I get. Uh-huh. I definitely got the passion fruit. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely got the dragon fruit. Uh, not my favorite fruits. Huh. I got nothing else. Yeah. Dragon fruit's pretty mild usually. That yeah. said, yeah. it's not bad. Okay. It's not the pink sauce, right? In terms of dragon fruit, so yeah, uh, yeah I've had I've had worse passion fruit beers for certain. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's not paired with guava. That's usually important. Yeah, yeah. very important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, the pineapple, my, maybe I get a little of the acidic sting on the back end, but okay, nothing. It's a three. All right, okay. I'm not gonna acceptable. Yeah. I'm not gonna write home about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A three, which is actually a part five, part two, attempt one. There you go. Universal Soldier two, yeah. brother in arms. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. obviously, yeah. obviously. <laughs> uh, hey, we're into bringing it back, and Frederick suggests bring back toys in cereal boxes, but make the toys appeal to adults. This one's tricky because I got to be honest, a lot of the toys that I found in cereal boxes when I was like seven years old do yeah. appeal to me now. Uh-huh. And so like I would be super jazzed mm-hmm. to pull like a fucking mighty mouse out of a fucking Cheerios box at this point. But I get the bit. So sure, we have to we have to put toys in cereal boxes that would make adults want to buy cereal boxes to get toys. Got it. OK, that's the bit. See, this is a problem because uh-huh. like once you get adults yeah. participating in these yeah. things. Yeah. And not just like you, you need the filter of adults being screamed at from the kid in the cart mm, to mm-hmm. participate and like win the prize yep. kind of stuff. Yeah. Because the thing is about adults is like we're terrible. Like yep. McDonald's is going to do the Monopoly thing and they're going to figure out a way to like buy 70 million cups yep. from the distributor and like that kind of thing. And the thing is, is like the thing that you could put in there that adults would want would have to be limited in prize. Like yeah. If you put an iTunes gift card in there. Right. But only like one every 50. Yeah. Some hassle is going to be opening up every box of honeycomb. Yeah, going to buy 300 <laughs> boxes of honeycomb. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you put it in every one, right. well, now you just have a $14 yeah. box of yeah, honeycomb. Yeah, th- this is really the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory problem. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be golden, golden ticket rare enough, yeah, right? Because yeah. I don't think you're going to get a toy that every adult enjoys. Right. And there for a while, your best bet was like a fidget spinner because all of us realized we had anxiety. <laughs> like like yeah. right around 2017, yeah. everyone was and like, then, I think we all have anxiety. And then quickly realized that fidget spinners could not cure anxiety. No, yeah, yeah. no. And they were noise. They actually created for me anxiety. More, more anxiety yeah. than the, they helped. Uh. The white noise of the fidget spinner in the room made me want to kill people. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least you weren't teaching during it. So. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I would have lost my shit. <laughs> so, I, you know, like, uh, not to be, like, too weird, but honestly, um, if you want to get me to, like, buy cereal because there's something in the box I want that isn't the cereal, 
a nice pen, like uh, Ooh, okay. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't bleed too much. Uh, a good rollerball, like a point five, maybe uh, a nice line, but not too thick. Mm-hmm. Like I'd I mean, that's that. how they get doctors to prescribe you poison. Absolutely. So, like, it could probably get me to buy a box of cereal. That's right. right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Free pins of free of eliminated millions of lives. Yeah, and you know what? If you really want to mix it up, like, make interesting colors. Yeah. Like, give me like maybe a teal ink. All um, right. Let me let me one of those pins that has like the Ooh. different heads you could push down oh, based on yeah, the color. Yeah, like, yeah, as a, yeah. I had those as a kid. Yes. and I really wanted still that. helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, cat toys because oh, if you have yeah. a cat like you're just going to need an endless amount of them because they're always going to tear them up destroy them that's right uh, also a lot of cat toys can be uh, given to small children to distract them for a bit so you know you it, could get some synergy stuff. there you can yeah. have like a cat food uh-huh. brand that has human toys in it oh okay. crossover and yeah. then like a people food uh-huh. thing of cereal that has cat toys in it yeah. i'm into this yeah. yeah actually i think we may we may have trademark i'm saying it right now that makes it legal <laughs> uh, dual, dual marketing dual marketing yeah cat food with human toys human food with cat toys we call it demographic allyship yes yeah. that's right yeah mm-hmm. they're sold in the same aisle and yeah. in the same box you don't know which one you're buying <laughs> You better hope you've got a cat and or a human in your house. <laughs> and that's the fucking fun of it. Maybe you get a bunch of cat food and a human yeah. toy. Maybe you get a bunch of human food and a cat toy. Don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, that's the fucking fun here. So it's a loot box. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what we're doing. We're doing cereal loot boxes. Yeah. For you and your you cats. You gotta really make sure you're awake before you uh, open up your, right. your cat slash people food loot mm-hmm. box. Look, I don't want to be too aggressive about cat people because there are certainly like re- regular normal human cat people. You are a normal human cat person. Person. There are a lot of cat people who probably pour their food and their cat's food in the same bowl anyways. So I'm oh, not yeah. sure that it matters mm-hmm. if yeah. you actually are that awake. Yeah. yeah. My sister, for example, God love her. She eats yogurt and then lets her cat come over and lick the spoon. Not when she's done with the yogurt. Oh, no. Like when she's still using the spoon uh, occasionally. And I thought that was weird. And then I started talking to other like really cat cat people about it. And it doesn't seem to be the not norm. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Splitter can't have that. He'll get crystals. Yeah. <laughs> My cat is way too old and sick. Yeah. No, he can't have people. That's food. the primary reason okay. you don't share a spoon with M- him. Most of me eating is avoiding Splinter licking my face <laughs> and trying to take it from him. It's just yeah. constant motion and dodging. Yeah. Stop Aww. it. Yeah. Uh, okay. I have another one. Okay. Um, a QR download code that'll take you to an, a random episode of Columbo. Ooh. I love that. Yeah. So I really like that. Yeah. But the QR code is like in the bottom of the you box. You could call them yeah, yeah. Columbos. <laughs> yes. And it's just, it's just Cheerios. Yeah. But we put Columbo and on it. And the QR Fuck code, that the yeah. QR code is very literally one more thing one at the bottom thing. of the box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe we're onto that. Uh, yeah. TM. Yeah, yeah. I said it. <laughs> it's legal. Yeah. I'm a patent attorney in my free time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, I feel like we solved that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do uh, maybe a, a nice pen, maybe cat foods with human toys or human foods with cat toys. We're absolutely doing Columbus. And we're definitely doing Columbus. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Coming soon to a store near you. All right. We're going to grab more beer. We'll be right back. Producer Ross, what are you yeah. thinking? Uh, we went to Mother's uh, Brewing not too long ago, the tap room, and they had uh, four packs of this Wild Cobra, a funky sour wheat ale with uh, grapefruit and lime. And uh, so this is a sour version of the Cobra Scare. Yeah. 
which is kind of oddly sour already. This one's got lime and grapefruit in it. Cover Scare's an odd beer. I kind of like it. But this is like their their tart wheat ale. It's very like grapefruit heavy forward. Um, I mean, there's a bit of lime. It's a very nice sour. Yeah, it, 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 I uh, agree. Yeah, uh, the back end is it, it get it kind of disappears really quickly. It's a bit watery at the end, but um, it's really drinkable. And, and you know, honestly, a lot of sour beers you have too many. It's a little, mm-hmm. it's a, it gets a little much really quickly. Totally. But this is like super drinkable. You could have a lot of these. And um, very important. Yeah, uh, and uh, so I'm going to give it a four. Bingo. Uh, which is the Chernobyl one is how I think of it uh, in terms of breath. Part two, attempt three, yeah. Universal Soldier two, regeneration, regeneration. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to give this beer I like the Chernobyl one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me just go ahead yeah, and translate yeah. that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that's good in the context of Universal Soldier. Right. Yeah. Which uh, says so much about Universal Soldier. <laughs> if you know nothing else, you now know that about Universal Soldier. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. Well, we're into a nervium uh, and undave nave, undead nave, undave nave. I love that. You can steal that undead nave. Undead nave suggests venomous animals, particularly things like spiders and scorpions, have a really bad reputation. Uh-huh. Be- I, you know, I don't know that we just in general. I'm not sure we have to start with those kinds of things anymore. <laughs> because of this, three blue-ringed octopi in a trench coat have hired a nervium to help convince people that getting stung is the happening thing to do. What's the marketing strategy? I think this is pretty easy. It's super easy. Okay, what, what's your take? Yeah, uh, you just have Donald Trump tell him it's a cure to COVID. Okay, that's okay. very yeah, good. Yeah, 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 done. Yeah, there. So it's medicinal. Got, yep, yeah. we got to get some doctors in. Yeah, doctors. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doctor, right. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It'll remove vaccines if you're worried about those. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. it'll counteract the vaccine. Counteract the vaccine. Oh, we could get like some Dahirin shot. Yeah, like, yeah. Yes. 3D imagings of just like a molecule named Venom. Yeah. And then like a vaccine Fighting molecule it. that yeah, looks yeah. like evil. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Uh, People will take, as we've learned, and like this isn't even a joke anymore. People will literally take anything if uh, if someone they trust, like I don't know, hypothetically, the president of the United States says you can take that thing mm-hmm. to cure something that you don't think is sometimes real. just a random podcast. Yeah. So if we really want right. to, yeah. um, what we could do is we could make up uh, another thing. We could tell the fo- we could make up another sickness. We could tell the folks on the right that it's all a hoax, and we could tell them to prove it's a hoax. Just get stung by a blue ring octopi. Yeah. I mean, they're willing to burn their own property. And there you go. Yeah, bingo, yeah. bingo. Um, I did see a clip from some podcast that says, oh, Lyme, Lyme is not a disease. It's a gift. Mm. It's, it's made of stardust and, and uh, it's intergalactic mm. and it's it's a blessing to those who are strong enough to receive it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's the kind of mindset. Fun fact, doing. my wife then is blessed. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. So I'll let her know later. I'm sure she'll be happy to hear <laughs> it. Yeah. I'll be down. Wait, so you thought it was easy, but you didn't think the thing I said was the no, easy thing. No, okay. no. I think I might be able to get the left on this. Oh, okay. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We might be a, a cross back. Okay. I think it's only Americans. I think I think we're going to have to tell the octopi to reasonable their expectations. We can't go international. With okay. This. Yeah. Only Americans are truly stupid enough to be a sustainable market. Yeah. On the getting stung purposely by venomous animals. Right. Um. So I think we just uh, we already do this. It's called peppers. Oh yeah. We we just do. We have a yeah. we have a literal measurement unit yeah. of yeah. how much Scoville. poison you're ingesting, yeah. uh-huh. and we call it like tasting good. You're macing yourself past a certain point. Yes, and like the point is not to stop. No. It is to see how much more. That's right. 
you can mace yourself. I should make it a competition. Just, just do it with snakes. Yeah. Okay. Go, like, yeah, yeah. As long as you make it a YouTube trend, yeah, like yeah. rattlesnake challenge. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and so I, you want to bring back snake handling, but for the secular left, it doesn't have to just be snakes. It could be, yeah. uh, it could be various three ring octopi, blue ring. Lots octopi. of animals while you're noodling could inject you with shit. Honestly, uh, if you just get Logan scorpions. Called to host the event, yeah. Uh huh. We can okay, do whatever. So uh, I there, there's the going to be sub demographics too, basting on the time. Type of yeah. venom, like if you're oh, just yeah. like I'm a scorpion. Well, yeah, I'm really into neurotoxins. Right. It's like, oh, actually, I'm a I'm a coagulant well, guy. So you're doing the foodie I like angle. to force a heart so, attack. So yeah, Caleb, my mine is related. It it's not the foodie angle; it's the druggy angle. It's like this will this will get you so high, and right. it's illegal. Uh, there you go. So yeah, yeah. It, well, I think you confuse those two demographic again yeah, yeah, demographic yeah. allyship. You yeah, confuse yeah. those together, uh, and then you can talk about like where was this toad raised. Uh-huh. Was it mm. ethically sourced? Mm. Oh, yeah. mm. or local, locally sourced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Farm to table. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, yeah. No, that's good. Call it surfing. Does turf. this scorpion have a family? Right. What oh. are their names? Oh, uh-huh. we get we uh, tell Silicon Valley tech executives this is better than ayahuasca. This is this. Oh is, yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Yeah. This is better than raw. It's water. your new blood bag. It's better than soil. That, I mean, that's yeah. where all our marketing money goes. Yeah. Is, to, is Silicon Valley influence? This, this will get you just better one, vision yeah. for your company. I yeah. just one big push of like a week on the algorithm. Yeah. And this this becomes self sustaining. I think we just yeah. need Elon to talk about how he got stung on stung on purpose. Yeah, and it's over. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. ball game right there. Yeah. Okay. Have you guys checked out Hornet bathing? It's this <laughs> new thing. Yeah. You can check it out on YouTube. Content warning. It'll give Hornets. you the insight you need to win with your crypto. Yeah. You'll there it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, make it a crypto bro thing somehow. Uh, and then you can take pictures of your welts and, and turn them into NFTs. It's that's a whole what, bit. And, oh, like, go with the conspiracy theory yeah. by saying, "Oh, McAfee was onto this." That's why they had the silence. Yeah, there yeah, it is. Yeah. There so, it is. Um, yeah, he might have actually been. We don't know. I I know. I have to say this out loud. I know that everything we just did is a joke. It's also an uh, an almost word for word description of eleven different messages I've encountered earnestly over the last two days. So <laughs> oh, yeah. I just have to say that out loud. Like that. This is it's a joke because it's not a joke anymore. Um, but that's fun. So, anyways, uh, we're gonna get more beer and we'll be right back spencer what what are you drinking this is a this is gonna be a mouthful people mm-hmm. partially because of the addition of punctuation that i did not see coming this is from hoppin frog this is doris the destroyer now let me spell doris for you which seems pedantic it's not d period O R period I period S period the destroyer. It's a double imperial stout. Oh, even more funny. Oh, it's okay. So this is stronger than Boris the Crusher stout, but Boris has periods between every letter. Doris does not. Uh huh. Oh, Doris does in the text on the side, but doesn't in the text <laughs> on the front. So it's a typo on their own label. <laughs> Um, stands for double oatmeal Russian Imperial stout. Um, <laughs> oatmeal Russian. Yeah. I hate they were, this. they were part of the, the white army wiped them out. Don't worry about it. It's, it's deep lore. It's deep Russian lore. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read this to you cause I have to, yeah. in, in today's fast paced world, it's often difficult to find the quality that discriminating people deserve mm-hmm. for those who search for this long lost undying commitment to the very best. Let it be known that one beer will not be compromised. This one, man, I haven't heard a craft brew description up its own ass that far in a long time. <laughs> 
and craft and, and I didn't like, know we could go that deep anymore. Stats seem to be especially vulnerable to that kind of thing. They yeah. really, they really. I mean, you know, we have things like dragon milk and recipe. It, it's it's uh, yeah. Spencer's just pointing at Maddie, going, yeah. "No." Well, so like, I like the front. I do not like the back. Like oh, the front yeah. is kind of like a, a big uh, like stout. It's 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 too it, it's flat. Like it feels like it should have a little more viscosity. Reminds me of Vegemite. Yeah, the va- the back is bad. Like I don't like like the back ruins the beer for me. Salty? Like uh, no, like flat and um uh, odd like oddly bad canned vegetable. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's a two, uh, which is a four part three, uh <laughs> chapter one. Uh Kale so. has to refer to the part two attempt to Universal Soldier Two, the return. Part two attempt to Universal Soldier Two. It's all the twos. <laughs> uh silly me. Uh Caleb, what are we talking about? Uh, we are talking about, uh, you're talking about it, actually. I uh, am. Because we're in Ask Mix 6. Correct. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about this, but Scott right. Henderson asks, uh, to Spencer. Hello. You're, you're in the question. I am. Um, I'm new working at a job in online web marketing. What are some common pitfalls you see working with companies when they try to expand their presence online. Yeah. I'm sure you have nothing to say about this. None. Uh, end of segment. Uh, <laughs> not, just... not unlike Lancier, I quit. Um, <laughs> no, uh, we see the, the most common pitfalls uh, that, that we see. A couple that come to mind, and this is definitely something you guys can talk about. I mean, you've both built online brands. Um, mm. Common mistakes. One is people who lead with budgets with no sense of what that budget is for. I can't tell you the number of companies that come to us and they're like, I've got $3,000 a month to spend on marketing. What do we do? And it's like, "Mm, nope, wrong wrong question, man. What are you trying to accomplish? Who are your customers? Those are the things we need to figure out first. And then you can probably make a more coherent, smart decision about budget. Tweeting's free and it's often better marketing than a lot of marketing. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, And I know that part of that is like, especially when you're building a younger brand there's this push for budgeting and there there's good reasons for that because you do need to make sure that you're cash flowing and or have revenue um but to start with i can spend this much on marketing without thinking about what it is you're trying to accomplish and who you need to talk to you're probably about to throw money away especially because a lot of agencies marketing partners etc are going to do pretty standard or stock stuff anyways they're going to run facebook ads they're going to run ads on some social channels they're probably going to do google ads depending on what you're doing i mean it's going to be pretty stock stuff. And the reality is a lot of your users probably don't respond to stock marketing messages all that much anymore. So <laughs> instead of doing that, I would I would start by figuring out who you need to talk to and what you need to get out of them, what you need to do in terms of growth or goals. Start with goals and people and then build a budget. Second thing I would tell you, we occasionally get people who are trying to play like three-dimensional chess with their like marketing strategies. Like wouldn't it be like what if we built an ARG and it's like what if you just started posting on Instagram? Uh, and so like keep it simple on a lot of these things. Um, you remember Burger King's video game? Yeah. No, it just surfaces in your nightmare. You just, don't remember what it was selling. Right. Like, like yeah, just keep it simple. Work. No. Yeah. Uh, find out who is going to buy your stuff or who you want to buy your stuff and then go talk to them. And um, yes, there are certainly companies with large enough budgets and, and large enough creative teams to build and support really fucking weird campaigns and assets. And it's not that that stuff doesn't work for smaller companies too. It's just that it's so much more challenging because you're already fighting an uphill battle. You're losing a resource war. You're, you're losing a, a presumption war. Just go talk to people that you need to talk to, uh, and, and, and do it simply, do it clearly, do it consistently. Uh, third thing that comes to mind, the number of people that come to us and do not have a unique value or sales proposition. So why is your thing good and why should people buy it? 
instead, what happened was they had an idea and or they inherited an idea. And so they started making a thing or they're good at something. And so they started offering a service and they've not thought about why that service or thing is different from anything else on the market. And it's hard to sell the 817th, you know, pop socket uh, that you find in a bin like at Barnes and Noble. And so figuring out what is unique or distinct about your thing and then putting together some coherent messaging around that. So figure out who you want to talk to and what your goals are. Our pop sockets have glitter. Right. There you go. Boom. That's something. That's better than Never pop been done before. Exactly. Yeah. Our pop socket looks like, okay, cool, man. Great. It looks like a pog. Good for you. Um, <laughs> keep it simple. Don't overthink it. Don't get like, don't start with weird and out of the box. Start with working uh, and creating interest and revenue. So keep it simple and figure out what your unique value is. Uh, if you don't know what you're selling or how it's distinct from other things, you aren't going to be able to sell it. And so if you can do those three things, then you can start to put budget to stuff. Then you can start to figure out where your ad dollars are going to go. Um, one mistake I see people make on the back end is that they assume there has to be an ROI on every dollar you spend on marketing. Oh yeah. Um, can't be quantified. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some stuff can, but not all of it. Yeah. You you should seek as much quantification as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And if they have none, you should run. Right. But it's never going to be right. You're not going to launch a rocket with those numbers. Especially when you're building a brand, you know, outside of like, um, some cool metrics, but not necessarily metrics that are easy to get if you don't have like a data scientist around or even someone who's just like kind of like reasonably intelligent and capable of doing the work like awareness raising, for example, for a new product or service or a new company, uh, measuring your gains in that uh, outside of like vanity metrics like Facebook followers, Instagram followers, likes on posts, etc. There, there may be some good data in there, but you need to find someone who can help you figure out that data. But some of that stuff is not totally ROI driven until you start to get to a conversion point. And if you've got a long sales cycle uh, or you're more likely to offer a product or service that is need, not luxury based. So people call when they need a plumber, they don't have a plumber that they just talk to regularly for maintenance. Um, some of that stuff, you're, it's not going to pay off for years and you've got to get good having some ROI standards in place that let you know you think it's working or that you feel reasonably confident it's working and, and then we'll pay off over time. I've I've talked to and fallen for a number of small time marketing scams and what, what I find in uh, trying to promote my tiny little business is that uh, conversion rate is the number you ask for that when they can't give it to you, you hang up the phone. Right. So I would have that on your front door. Anytime you can measure yeah. that if, yeah. if you're doing an online thing, totally. because that's the first thing I ask now when some assholes like, well, we'll work for exposure. This many people will see your thing. Right. I'm like, okay, do you have a conversion rate on sales for that? And the second they say, no, I say, yeah, I got to go wash my hands. A million yeah. views on Facebook that converts to zero sales or contact forms or leads are yeah. not good views. And they um, weren't views by human eyes. Right. Exactly. Uh, by people who buy oh, things. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's why, like, when you start to talk about ROI, you've really got to figure out. And at the top, when you talk about goals, if your goal is for just more people to see your shit, it's reasonably easy to measure that. If your goal is to sell more stuff, then you need to move away from just vanity metrics like view page views or impressions. And you start moving to... Uh, behaviors like targeted right. actions and behaviors because like like the plumber uh, customers will act differently than like say a, a podcast or like an 100%. RPG yeah, customer because totally. like RPG customers probably want to do reviews and they want a detailed they want a more yes like close thing plumbers like whoever's closest and available yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. and like yeah and, w- and that's a pretty easy conversion metric you've got yeah. downloads pre marketing and yep. downloads post marketing yep. yeah if that's your very 
variable. Yep. There, there you go. Like yeah, yeah. that's right. That, that's a conversion metric. That's right. not necessarily dollars for a Patreon, right. but like you can get a raw, like this morning, more people download. Right. And, and, and that can be tough. So like, think about the next six, right? Uh, um, we, can have wild fluctuate fluctuations in downloads of free episodes. Mm-hmm. And in theory, when we get much more downloads of our free content in theory for us, that's like, Hey, this is pretty good news. Problem is we're recording free episode number 94 right now. So we could have people download free episodes for like years and never become a patron. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so the question is what's the conversion? Like what's the valuable conversion there? Just starting to listen to our stuff. We're becoming a patron. And those are the, that, that's the kind of stuff. Once you figure out who you want to talk to and what mm-hmm. you want to get out of this, that you need to start measuring. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'd say all that stuff, uh, you know, working, if I remember correctly, Scott has been, uh, kind of getting into programming, working on the, the digital side of online marketing and, um, like, like digital growth is even different, more different than that, because that's when you start talking about like building contact forms and call outs that convert and you get people to, you know, about us pages. And, um, I don't know. Uh, I have been doing this uh, for like six years now, and I'm still baffled by some of the questions we get or some of the requests that we get or some of the things people think they need to see from their marketing. Um, you know, I guess the like last thing I would say is everyone is dumping tons and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of money into digital marketing these days. And so um, the people that we talk to who are willing to spend $500 a month and then are mad when they don't get any like purchases, it's like, mm-hmm. well, your competitors are spending $10,000 a month. I mean, I don't yeah. know what, what, what was the expectation here? Y'all. I think also probably a really common fallacy for businesses is the person making the decision uh, doesn't realize that customers don't act like them. Like they, right. they're, they're totally limited by their point of view. Well, I totally. want the website. This is how I like the website and how I, uh, these are the ads that I respond to. Yeah. So therefore, and therefore this is the one where our business is going to do. And uh, right. I, you know, you can tell them like, well, websites look differently on different platforms. Yes. Like, like a right. mobile site is going to look different than a desktop site. And, but like, no, I want it to look exactly the same. And, and there's a lot of evidence yeah. that like um, now that millennials and Gen Zers are doing more of the purchase, purchasing for large organizations, we don't make buying decisions the way that boomers did. Oh yeah. Like we're often starting the conversation in what would typically be conceived of as the third or fourth phase in a buying conversation, because we've done all of our research online and we want to have one conversation to make a purchase. Whereas boomers were more relationship driven. So they might use a website to find a contact number, but then they want to get on a phone and have a protracted relationship building Uh uh opportunity. Uh Millennials will Uh research 11 different products online and they'll jump right to the purchase phase without talking to someone. They don't want to go through customer service. They don't want to see your suite of products. They're ready to buy. And now they just need a simple solution to do that. So that goes back to the, Logan's who are you selling right. to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who are you selling to? And, uh, and how do they buy things? So yeah, I guess that's a lot. Sorry. Uh, and, and incoherent nonetheless to, to boot. Um, <laughs> but just something that, you know, I encounter all the time. And well, you can rewind this. You can. Yeah. There you go. Or speed it up. If you want to get through. We took, we took notes for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you're yeah. honestly, you're welcome. Uh, Scott, I hope that's help. That's helpful. Uh, good luck. And thanks so much for the question. And we'll be right back after we go to carousel. I said. Caleb, that's a Prairie Artisan Ales can if I've ever seen one. Oh, yeah. It's it's going like if if I went to the corporate art archetype archive, mm-hmm. where does Prairie Artisan Ales like what is this called? Oh, uh, this isn't Utopian Scholastic. No, 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 right? no it's not. It's uh 
Probably pop surrealism. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'd go with pop surrealism. Yeah, I like kinda, that. Yeah. Uh, kind of very like Sergeant Pepper's Lonely. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Kind of like mm-hmm. Beatles seventies. Uh-huh. Yeah, vibe. Yeah. All right. Anyway, this is a uh, pre-artist nails the club special, which is a club special inspired hard seltzer with lemon lime and lemon lime soda. Oh. It's also 3.8%, I think, is what it said on the Well, show. yeah, it's a seltzer. Again, yeah. you yeah. know how we feel about alcohol that light. For give children. It to, give it to kids. For kids. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's better than Xanax. Mm-hmm. Well, what do we mean by better? <laughs> Uh-oh. It's a seltzer? I mean, it's a seltzer. It's a nothing? No, he's unhappy about it. Uh, it's, a, it's a sad face. Oh, Can't no. That's what that is. Oh boy, it's getting worse. Oh, Drink man. two has made him more inquisitive and angry. Just quite thinking about life. Now he's doing kind of like a with the with the shape Staring of his beard currently, which is great by the way. He's got like big like a Greek philosopher bust energy. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, 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 with his head kind of tilted upward like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's I, I got it. I got what it is. Now. Yeah. Okay. So you have like a vodka cranberry or like a gin and tonic yeah. or something like you got a lime in it. Yeah. Yeah. You're really thirsty because you just drank an alcoholic drink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you see there's a little bit more left. Yeah. And you drink it, but you realize it's just ice water yeah. with like the remnants and not not like lime, like the parts of the limes you couldn't squeeze out. Yeah. Just sort of strandily floating in it. It's that. <sighs> it's that. It's that exact thing. Oh, boy. It is the memory of a better drink that you are now officially out of. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the LaCroix of seltzers. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. I'm going to call good. that a two. Which it's is not a, a two, two, it's, two. It's not offensive. It's just so disappointing yeah. as to yeah. almost defy description. But I found an analog, so <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with it. You know, um, Prairie is very much uh, the like example of law of large numbers. Like, had Prairie kept making the four beers that they originally made, I think it would be the best brewery in the history. Like, it would be like side project. Good yeah, yeah. But then they just kept making things. And inevitably, more stuff means more risk for bad stuff. And now I would say on average, more prairie, more prairie alcoholic beverages are disappointing and or meh to me. Yeah, the Egyptian gods were worshipped for like two thirds of human well, history, you know, but Osiris isn't doing great right now. Right. Like yeah. Bud just puts out Bud, you know, yeah. like for decades and decades yeah. and decades. But like you, you wonder maybe like the craft brewery, their business model depends on novelty more yeah, than uh, totally. quality per yep. se. Like the, the craft brewery. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's just like they just have, they have had to keep cranking out new flavors because if they right. just put out vape tricks and you yeah. know bombs like <sighs> and they, flare yeah uh, flare they uh-huh. would uh just uh be, be making great beer yeah well yeah. but then they wouldn't they wouldn't right. sell as much that's right yeah yeah that's right I, yeah. are you gonna change it it might i mean now would be the now would be the time to make an adjustment he wants to boy it, this is a you can a be an quandary. attorney can you try it yeah I don't. I don't want to call it a one just to make you try it, but I detect like a sawdust on the back end. Wow! Thanks for that lead in. I'm sorry. Like I don't know if you get it or not, but now you're just psychologically biasing him. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't. It's not great. It's not great. I don't think it's one bad. It's not. I'm just gonna stop drinking it. Yeah. It's not good. Though. It can be two, and I can stop drinking. 
it it definitely does feel like someone poured like a little like robitussin into the bottom of what was an alcoholic beverage i'm four or five sips in it hasn't been growing on me no no it's not gonna get better yeah but i do think it it is something that you could drink 10 of and Mm -hmm. not know that you had anything to drink except for that weird taste in your mouth which i imagine is never going to go away you know it does linger and not in a good way i need a voice tablet (laughs) no i'm just kidding i'm not gonna put one of those in my mouth i don't care for where i am right now yeah no so we (laughs) we asked for claire we asked for clarity about what a voice tablet is for those of you who haven't yet listened to the hot takes on the bear we we've described the hot zone at length which includes three questionable bags of english confectionery bonfire toffee yay yeah yorkshire mixture a threat voice tablet 404.fat. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we asked for clarification from Patrick, who gifted us these things yeah, straight yeah. from England. Yeah. What a voice tablet is. And Patrick, in the least helpful response in the history of responses, told us that a voice tablet is like a what, Maddie? Fisherman's friend. Fisherman's friend. Which is honestly less clear than voice tablet. I just imagine that's like a knife. Or like a deodorant or a or like shower. A stiff drink. It sounds like, like a power up in like a Bioshock game, you know? Yeah. Like po- Fisherman friend. Yeah, totally. Plasmid and you're able to yeah. summon fish to uh-huh. kill your enemies. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like a random like vampire survivor's weapon now. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. a hook. That's yeah. what it is. It's yeah. the I know what you did last summer weapon. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. And I don't want to eat that. Uh, but this doesn't look like that. So again, I'm unclear. Anyways, we're not talking about that during the segment. We're talking about in jukebox in the back. I think this was your suggestion. Yeah. 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 Okay. We'll lead in there. All right. Uh, so I'm at a, at a place where uh, my brain has been fully colonized by capitalism. Like I can't do anything anymore if I can't find some way to be productive in it. And um, I, uh, night clerk radio has already been started, so I'm not going to be able to start a podcast to listen to new music. Uh, so Bummer. you can guest on more episodes if you want. Well, thank you. Um, but like, here's the thing. I'm finding a point where like it's finding I, I'm getting yeah. very difficult to find new music. And I understand that's part of age. Yeah. But like the other part of it is just like um, I, I have my brain is full grind set. I can't turn it off. It's the only way to survive. Yeah. Hacking away mm-hmm. at it. Uh, I don't know how to listen anymore yeah. post gratification because like it used to be I had a commute. Right. And like I could listen to things on the commute yep. and things like that. Try stuff out. I, I don't have that anymore. Right. If I am listening to things, I am at home. Yep. And if I am at home, I should be working. Yeah. Because that's where I work. Yeah. Uh, and so like I listen to things that don't have words because I have to write all the goddamn yep. time. And I am just out. I am just out of stuff. And then the thought of finding new stuff just seems like such a thing baffling just such a thing that yeah. i don't even begin it yeah because uh, like if i listen on a playlist or like have a mix or an algorithm they'll something come up with words mm-hmm. and i'll be like well no i gotta go back Can't to something else yeah so like yeah i don't know like i just I, i've so productivized my life yeah and again i'm not gonna beat myself up about this and say i'm a bad person for it i did it because i was forced right uh but um at the same time like it, it is here yes like if yeah. it's like you know i can not waste time judging myself and hating myself yes. for it but it is here yeah regardless of of how we say the blame it, it's challenging let, let me give you like a real interesting data point around this i was actually talking to brandy about this on our drive to kansas city so I have over the last five years, starting in 2017, when I took the, the, this job with mostly serious, uh, I would start the year by making a playlist for that year on Spotify. 
And it doesn't matter if I ended up liking the song or not after six months. Like the playlist, if I liked a song that was new to me that year, it went on the playlist. Mm -hmm. And these playlists got fairly long. Uh, I think my 2021 playlist ended up being like 70 or 80 songs uh, that I just like randomly found during the year while I was like working out or driving or working. The 2022 playlist, we're into August, by the way, has 10 songs on it. (laughs) That's it. Like I started it in early January, like I do every year and candid and, and candidly, two of those songs weren't new to me. I just really liked them from the 2021 playlist. So I carried them over. Um, it, it has been genuinely, I don't want to say challenging because it's not, it's not like I've been trying really hard, but it has certainly not naturally occurred in the way that it used to naturally occur that I am in settings where I am listening to new music and it's sticking with me. Well, the thing is, it's like, I'm not blaming anyone on this. No. Like this isn't like a lack of tools to do so. They exist everywhere. Yeah. This isn't a lack of artists producing interesting thing. They exist everywhere. Yes. Uh, it's a psychological thing on my part. And like the way to want to engage with it to the point that's required to find new music, which is like watch an Adam Neely thing or mm-hmm. uh, look at these Spotify playlists or read Rolling Stone or listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not going to do it because right. it feels like it's work. What am I doing right now? I am listening to a song. Yeah. Nightmare anxiety scenario. You're just listening to what the fuck are you doing? You're yeah. just listening to a song. Right. You can listen to a podcast and do research for this fucking thing you have to write. Yeah. You go write the fucking thing right. you have to write. You could read this thing that you need to read the right thing you fucking write. Right. Like you're just listening to a song, yeah. like to enjoy it. What the fuck are you, a king? Yeah. Like, yeah, like bring me my chamber quiet. I can't uh, get it out of my uh, head. King like, beard. Yeah. Yeah, I can't get it out of my head. Yeah. yeah. Um I, I have settings where I do listen to music and and I have gotten to the point where I can have things on with words and I'm, I've gotten better about tuning that stuff out while I work. Um, but I still am paying enough attention to know if I like something or don't like something. My challenge has just been like, I have not found a bunch of stuff that I liked. And so I find myself doing like uh, uh, Japanese future funk most days when yeah, I work yeah. now, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or like a big vaporwave, which playlist. is essentially white noise elevator. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's exactly what it is. Uh, <laughs> you listen to it enough times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, you become be, familiar with yeah. it. Yeah. It's no longer. And like, don't get me wrong. There was a novelty phase when all with all that. Yeah. And that was fun and exciting. <laughs> and now it's comfort phase. Yeah. Uh, Girl from Ipanema is a good song. You listen yeah. to, too much it becomes elevator yeah, music. yeah. like that's yeah, li- yeah, that's yeah. literally the definition right. of yeah. elevator music yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. Want, you want to talk about a playlist that we abused the portuguese uh, lounge playlist oh, while yeah. playing board yeah, games yeah. and the 18 right. versions of girl from ipanema yeah. that comes up can't even hear it anymore no 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 <laughs> throw things across the room if i hear that song again yeah absolutely um no i'm i'm with you M- mine is less um i i know that i know the thing is like you know it, listen intentionally and the thing is like here's why i'm bringing it up now i was doing well yeah because uh i i've started going to the gym a lot more yeah and that's yeah. a time to listen to music totally however there's a range yes for working out yeah especially for work yeah. yes <laughs> for working you yeah. can't listen to lounge music it's not portuguese lounge yeah, music yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i can't listen to father john misty and get jacked right like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. like i can't there, there's there's a range of stuff like that and uh i'm extended i i'm very i'm very caught up on rock mm-hmm. and like metal that has a beat steady enough you mm-hmm. can work out yes. too yeah and like all that kind of stuff and i just can't find anything else else because i don't i just don't have time right I mean, are different emotional settings yes. in which I my brain allows me to listen to music. I can either do it while working, which yeah. means it needs to be something I don't focus on yeah. by definition. Yeah. Or I can do it while doing something else productive. Yeah. The thing is, I don't drive anymore. Right. With, so drive had a variable mood. Yep. 
uh, working out does totally. not have a variable. No. Mood. And there, actually there's, yeah. there's risk here. If, if you put on a random playlist while working out and the wrong mm-hmm. thing pops up, that was uncurated when you're in the middle of needing a right thing, yeah, it yeah. can fuck up a workout. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell you the number of times I've had, I've had to put heavy things down to change music. Cause it, it really fucking wrecked me in that yeah, moment. Yeah. And that matters. Yeah. Like yeah, that'll yeah. ruin a fucking workout. Honestly, that's why I listen to drum and bass so much. Cause it's great. Workout yeah, music. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. But, yeah. but the other thing is like, I, I, it's, it even infects me there. Like I, I've yes. got to read so much for my job and I'm so bad at reading yeah. now post COVID. And like, uh, I'm just like, well, I do have to write a book about the CIA in the 1950s and sixties and blowback did just come out with a new three season episode about the Korean oh. war. So I can focus on that and still work out. That's how I do everything. It's yeah. how I do dishes. It's how I I've been clean the house. I've been listening to so many podcasts while I work out. Lately. But I'm, yeah. but I'm just saying like, I could be doing something that does help me for work while I'm yeah. working out yep. and not just listen to music. Yeah. I, I fucking hate it. I hate that. I'm that dedicated to it. Yeah. But like, I also know that the price of food isn't going to go down right. and the housing market's never going to change. Right. And the cost of subscriptions I need to do my job is never going to get cheaper. Mm-hmm. And every second you take off is a second they're splinting from you. Yes. So like, it's really difficult to listen to music. I don't yeah. know how to get past it. No, I'm with you. I, uh, again, I don't, I don't know that I would attribute the uh, outcomes to a similar cause, but the outcomes have nonetheless been the same for me. I have not in the 2022, the year of our Lord, I have not found new things and it has been hard to find new things. But here, here's, I guess why I bring this up. Cause this is my anxiety over this. Is this like a, uh, is this just a thing that happens to all old people, but I'm applying dust capital to it. Like, is it just like my dad, is it just like my dad wanting to listen to CCR still, but I'm well, like trying to come up with a, fucking super structural reason for it other than right. the fact that i'm an old asshole right because like that's entirely possible yeah I, I i don't think it's age per se i think it's the increased responsibility like more and more mm-hmm. of our lives are involving like having to maintain our household and right. our relationships and like that's just work and so we don't yeah. have like the as much free time uh to discover ourselves as we did when we were going to school yeah and that's uh, true yeah and before you know we had right. you know relationships and all that other stuff so mm-hmm. yeah yeah. So I think I think it's that I think it's responsibility more than anything else. But I think uh, also if it is an anxiety thing, I think maybe there's something to listening to the same stuff over and over again as an act of comfort too. you know, what you're getting. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah uh, no. uh, there's no risk in like it, it is what it is. Uh, I'm also sure that's not terribly healthy in the long term. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, mean, I genuinely can, don't know. What I do is always listen to mixes, right? Like of, of a right. T- type of genre. If, you know, if I'm in the mood for this or whatever and like, you know, for drum and bass, when I work out, I listen to a, a, a mix of new drum and bass and there's always going to be a couple tracks that i look oh i gotta look those up those right. those were those fucking slapped and yeah. so then that's how i find new artists and things yeah so, yeah um so if you can find out you're in a mood or in a space to listen to genre x that you enjoy right find a mix of that yeah genre. yeah i agree with that yeah yeah, yeah. so uh it's good yeah yeah so uh and not just on spotify but youtube no as well. yeah, definitely yeah. not i found yeah. that youtube playlists are generally better for me than spotify yeah. playlists yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. especially ones built by people yes uh, yeah. exactly uh-huh. yeah curated by a human not an algorithm yeah totally yeah, yeah so uh interesting challenge if you're encountering that too we'd love to hear in the discord if you're not on the discord you can be just go to patreon.com look for the mix six podcast yep. uh and yeah you too it's, it's a psychology problem that has a music expression yeah yeah yeah, is, yeah. Uh, I think that's right. Yeah. But I think it's a, I think music is how a lot of people recognize the psychology problem. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Consu- yeah, yeah. I think consumption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And mu- music is, is peak yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Uh, we've got one beer left. We're going to grab it out of the fridge and we'll be right back.
Producer Ross, what are you drinking? I actually don't have the bottle, but uh, Spencer poured it for me, so you will... It's the Blushing Bramble from Eureka, uh, which is a fooder fermented Brett beer with fruits and rose hips. Rose so, hips? Rose hips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The hip of the rose. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they had hips. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's the Umberto <laughs> Echo sequel you never read. I hope they're Shakira-like <laughs> hips. Yeah. yeah. They, they don't, they don't they, lie. They do not lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably not that good. Um, it's a Melvin beer. It, Seal it is, okay. Seal is a dirty. I have bad, no idea. He? They got divorced. I think. I mean, that Heidi happens, Klum, the guy hope, married to Heidi Klum. I hope Seal's all right. Yeah. I don't want to lose that song. I, On the front, it's pretty tart. Yeah. I actually, do get a bit of, a bit of fruitiness. Like, oh yeah. Well, there's like cocktail. eleven fruits in there. Yeah, it's like a fruit cocktail, like a like a um, like a one that I would have at the end of yeah. my lunch. In, yeah. Uh, in like middle school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah. just kind of generic fruitiness. Yeah, uh, but then it just almost entirely disappears. It's very watery on the back end. Ooh, boo. Um, so it's pleasant. Like it's fine. Yeah. Um, not really that memorable at this point. Like it's. Uh, I'm gonna give it a, like a three because. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not. It's fine. It's just not enough. Yeah. So that uh, seems to be Melvin's bit. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Technically beer. Yeah. Um, which is okay. Exactly. Yeah. It's not bad. I'm do- I don't regret drinking it. Yeah. It, for as much as like I've bemoaned them a little bit today for the way they, they title their beers. I would bet that on average they have a higher score than many breweries on this podcast. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Orange um, cat. Or yeah. Fat orange cat, for yeah, example. Yeah. Right. Uh, which, which gained a little today because I didn't loathe the beer. Um, <laughs> yes. so baby steps, baby steps. That's right. Uh, this, you know, this was how, uh, uh, fucking, um, Stillwater turned it around. We had one where yeah. we were like, Hey, kind of a good beer. And then the next thing you know no, no fat orange cat has never no. seared a beer into my brain like still water has <laughs> that's, yeah, okay. that's fair right yeah. still water branded me first yeah and then it brought me inside to yeah. be something other than an animal it's a special yeah. brewery to make a rule for the podcast yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we won't do that um caleb this was your topic for drunk enough what are we talking about okay so there's some preamble to this but like i think it's a sensation other people will have yeah and i'm just trying to check on it so like i was on twitter the other day I was talking about like the housing market and how like I don't even look at like single family homes anymore because it's just not going to happen. Uh, (laughs) But I like have dreams of like an RPG commune and Mm -hmm. like like communal living in that way. And I was talking about how like I I, I don't talk. Don't at me about this was basically my Twitter response. It's like, I know this doesn't work. Like I've read history books like I know. Anytime somebody goes out in the woods to seastead and home mm-hmm. or whatever and homestead and, yeah. and live differently, it yeah. collapses into chaos. Right. I'm not or going it to, turns into a cult. I think it's worth calling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also an option. Yeah. It's almost never works, especially almost never works like post-capitalism because right. like you're not going to be left alone right. for any amount of time. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I mentioned that in the tweet in as many words. So like I get a, I get a response. It's like uh, a a clipping of like an a thing that and a gamer compound that tried mm-hmm. to do this, mm-hmm. and the guy went insane. He's up on murder charges and he's been arrested. And I just respond like, "Yeah, man, kind of sucks. You, right. you 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 know it's so doomed. You might as well not even try. So yeah, right, guess we'll just sit around until they raise the rent." And um, then he responds instantly with me. With like, well, it's really about meeting your neighbors and building community and going step by step and like. And here's the thing. We started off on this is an impossibility. Yeah. And then you then texted me like the most extreme form. Yeah. As if I had not 
said this was right. impossible. Yeah, which you I actually, did. You gave me evidence for the thing I was saying. Yeah. And then I agreed with you. Right. And then you said, well, it's not all that bad. Right. You just got to get out there right. and bootstrap it. And I've had this have I, I call it, I call it um, toxic positivity relapse. Yeah. Like, I do think there's something about the modern day condition that is making people lose some of their knee-jerk toxic positivity reactions mm-hmm. that like make you feel like you're going insane and Cassandra-ing all the time. But like I'm seeing a mode like where they let it slip like when they first meet you and then either because they're tired of talking you or they just can't imagine not saying something vapid and completely contradictory to their own yeah. phone. Yeah. They they go they go right back to it. Right. Right. So like my dad was talking about the Missouri primary elections. He's like, well I think Maybe one person I voted for got it. Yeah. It's like, oh, you got me beat. I'm I'm zero for zero over right. here. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter because it's gerrymander. It's like, yeah, when you vote in the general, you're going to be buried under 16 points of red Republican that won't change anything. He's yeah. like, well, yeah, but you got to go out and vote. It's your responsibility. And I'm just like, we just had right. the full conversation of electoral realism, and we almost got you there. Yeah. And then... Bam. Yep. Boomer, it's responsibility. You can't complain if you don't vote. And it's like delivered like he doesn't even believe it. Right. Like it, right. it's it's like like somebody hit him on the knee and yeah. he kicked out. Right. And I see that like constantly now. Like people who start off in like a very real like, well, you have to acknowledge this is what's going on conversation. But like even if you don't bring it up, because yeah. I didn't bring it up. Right. Even if you don't bring it up, because like that's my official stance yeah. right now. Like, yeah. do not bring up the future. Yeah. Don't talk about it. <laughs> no one wants to hear you talk about it. Yeah. No one wants to hear about the news. No one wants to hear anything about it. Don't mention it. But like they bring it up yep. and you commiserate. Yep. And then it instantly goes back to like just like live, laugh, love. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's definitely there's definitely, I think, for a lot of people, um, and, and sometimes I find myself... Like, do you see this? Am I completely insane? Because, um, like, it, it's not like me bringing up sad sack cynical shit. It's right. like, let's talk about the world as it is. Yeah. And then just an instant, right. like, reversion. Yeah. A, a, well, a run back into, like, well, here's a completely contradictory point to what I've already professed to believe. Yeah. But it's a thing that everybody has always said, so I'm going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's definitely, like, a... a um, uh, like a toxic positivity gag reflex. You know what I mean? Like we've reached a point and it's triggered. And so now I'm going to say the thing I'm supposed to say here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do encounter it sometimes. Sometimes I even, I even catch myself thinking like maybe as an act of self-protection, like I need to tell myself that this isn't all bad all the time too. And so I think that I've got some built in um, scripts that I kind of like run and they don't always exit my mouth, but in my brain, I'm like, well, but maybe. Yeah. It doesn't read necessarily yeah. as confrontational. Maybe no. it should be. It like, it seems like a person struggling right. with yeah. something, well, I think like, which is why I've never been yeah. like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. You just completely See contradicted previous what you just conversation. Said. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think there's two things going on. I mean, I, the thing you're describing to Caleb is, is very real. And I, I do recognize that. But the other thing I think, especially like, like on social media is sort of like, I don't know, I would call it internet contrarianism, which is like, especially when you're talking to a random person, there's this knee jerk reflex to just inst- no matter what happens to disagree with yeah. them. It's Everyone like, well, is oppositionally defined all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think part of that is just, it is rewarded by the algorithm and like uh, just, you get more notice and it's also just, it feels good to say, no, you're wrong. I'm right. Mm-hmm. Even like, Oh, I, 
I agree with A. I agree with A, but well, actually, it's X, you mm-hmm. know, like like the guy that random one person on Twitter was saying to you. So, like, I think, um, th- I mean, my mom, like, it, yeah. that's the thing. It's not necessarily like my mom's done it. Like, I was talking about maybe moving out of Missouri. Mm-hmm. I don't think I need to explain why anyone should want to move out of Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's pretty fucking apparent right mm-hmm. now why you would want to move out of lots of places in the U.S. But I, I was talking about like the financial feasibility of it because my mom was asking how things were going. She's like, well, yeah, I understand that. And yeah, you should be concerned about it. I was like, oh, I didn't think about the midterms. You might lose health care. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. You might, want, you might want to do all that. And yeah. She talks about it. And then like the next day she texts me is like, are you really thinking about leaving us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like I did everything I could I did like I was like I it's not leaving it's fleeing mm-hmm. it's not vacation it's refugee status mm-hmm. I want fucking away mm-hmm. from these people mm-hmm. it that you're here and mm-hmm. that you have a home mm-hmm. I will visit you as long as they allow me to <laughs> if I manage to do it but like it's not a matter of like well I'm done with you mother I right. must go to the big city and make my fortune yeah. like, I want to go live in a tent where they're not going to kill us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's it. And, and, and then the next day is just like, well, how presuming as if it's like, right. I'm going off to college again yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think part of it is just psychological safety. I mean, um, you know, you've been pretty open and honest about how, uh, comfortable is the wrong word. I don't have a better one right now. You've br- you've been just like breaking the shimmering veil of all of this for yourself. Like, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat things. I'm not going to like, uh, uh, assume that like every, th- it's like the Stockdale paradox. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's that I'm not going to assume that everything's going to get better all the time. You've been very open about like, no, I don't think things are going to get better. I am going to be positive and happy about the things that I can interact with, but I'm going to be hyper certain that I'm not going to interact with them under the auspices that things are going to magically change. And I think that that is a transition that fundamentally it, in a way of thinking that is just something that I don't think a lot of people are comfortable doing. I mean, I just really, at the end of the day, because yeah. I think it makes it hard to, it can make it hard for a lot of people to believe in things. The moment you start to break that glass. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that, which is why I've stopped doing it right. intentionally in right. almost every aspect of my life. Like, yeah. it's not like I'm kicking open the door to the party and be like, 90% of the earth's plankton is dead. Right. Like, and like we're doing keg stands afterwards. Like I'm not like confronting people. We're not having like a psychedelic freak out. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm not like evangelical doomer. Yeah. If that's like a thing a human being could ever possibly be. Oh, yeah. These people are bringing topics to me. Yeah. They are agreeing with me yeah. as I discuss the topics they told me to the t- discuss. Yes. And then they are then right. immediately shifting yeah. to not only a dismissal of the things I've said. Right. But it is a sort of they said of what they said yeah. when they brought it up. Yeah. And I don't know how to deal with that because like I fully like I've read the cosmic pessimism stuff. I know that right. like you don't become a cosmic pessimist because you think anyone's going to reward you for the philosophy no, right. of cosmic pessimism. Yeah. Like that's fundamentally the value of people don't want to hear that shit. And there's a very good reason they want to hear that shit. Right. And so I don't talk about that shit. Yeah. But if I talk about anything in a way that it is, yeah. I'm finding people reverting back to these. And it seems just like. It seems sad. Like, it seems like they don't want to say it. Yeah. Like, it seems like they're compulsed right. to do it. Yes. And I don't know what to, I don't know how to interact back with that. Cause, like, do I agree? Cause that seems kind of fucked up for them. Right. Do I, like, say, hey, you don't have to say that. Yeah. Like, right. like I, I don't, like, what's your responsibility? In the yeah. I mean, system? yeah. In the, yeah. Socially, I mean, I don't, other than saying, like, I guess we just feel differently about this, which was weird because a second ago we didn't, which is, the, which is the tough thing that I'm struggling with. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's weird. Um, 
I have kind of, so oddly I've had the opposite encounter lately, uh, with like close friends and, and specifically with family, many of whom have really gotten into the, um, no, it looks pretty bad. And like, even when I like kind of try to like, uh, uh, silver lining some stuff, like I'm kind of getting more like, ah, I mean, maybe, but, uh, somebody was shot up the street yesterday and it's like, okay, uh, thanks mom. Uh, I mean, th- there definitely is, I've actually seen kind of the opposite shift. Um, granted, I don't well, really I, spend any time on social media anymore. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I think it might be the same thing. Yeah. Oh, I think it is too. Right. I think it's just reconciled in different directions. Well, well, I think it's this, we live in the gaslighting country, right? Like everything we said is going wrong has gone wrong exactly the same way that right. everybody who said it was going to go wrong has gone wrong right we've all lived our entire lives hearing it yeah we've all lived our entire lives with everyone in power ignoring it right and so like it, it feels like a lie when everyone mm-hmm. whenever anybody says this is a problem yeah it feels like a lie because it might get attention it feels like a lie and that like nothing's going to happen to it. It feels disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, it doesn't even get to like, a, I think this person from this political party is lying to me. Right. I, I think the American response to bad news is like, like Soviet at mm-hmm. this point. Oh, alarmism. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. You want to, you want to do the party, but I think solutions also feel like scams. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's every true. solution in America is literally a scam. Like the 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 phone call asking you to give your social security number because they need to do an account is is the same guy who's telling you that like oh well your carbon footprint we're gonna do this to right. that and that's gonna change things the military is gonna keep doing yeah. like everything and like it it just feels like people are bouncing back and forth with nowhere to go right and I think it's a matter of like where I'm definitely not a Pollyanna I don't think that's a right. uh, alarm no, no yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you would arguably be far more optimistic than me in yeah. many such ways. Yeah. But I still think we're seeing the same thing. Right. That like neither is working. No, no. And because right. but it's always was going to be the case because optimism and pessimism aren't opposites. Right. They're both not. Yeah. Realism. Yeah. Yeah. The, and I like I just I think that's the thing that Americans can't stand it. They right. can't stand in the realism. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It does. It does well, you know, because you got to bounce to those poles. Well, and ev- yeah. yeah, because everything we've been taught is binary and everything that we've been taught about how this all works is that every uh, bald action is actually attached to some transcendent moral or purpose. And so in moments where the bald action doesn't make sense, you just have the, the transcendent moral or purpose to refer to. And it's uh, it's uh, like a existential uh, life boat you know what i mean and i just think that everybody's really comfortable in existential lifeboats right well it's now. also yeah. all like a matter of like personal virtue or failings you know like, sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and the, the environment's because we we cycle enough or not enough and things like right. that. right yeah yeah 100 the the idea of the system and the structure behind it right. is invisible and like yeah permanent in forever so. i i know that plastic recycling doesn't work anymore yeah i continue to recycle my plastic and pay a few dollars more a month to have a tub with a green lid not an orange lid yeah Knowing it's doing nothing. <laughs> Couldn't tell you why. Yeah. Uh, it's just what it's what we do around here. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm doing it. Uh, cool. Great. Um, that's that's interesting. And so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the toxic positivity relapse. Uh, yeah. I've not yet seen the the heel like wheel turn flip there. Uh, but boy, I can't wait to encounter it now. Uh, that'll be a baffling moment. Um, hey, if you've seen it or you have other thoughts on why it's happening, feel free to jump in and let us know on social media. Or if you're not yet in the Mix 6 Discord, you could pee. Just go to patreon.com slash the Mix 6 podcast. Uh, and you too could get access to 100 plus additional episodes and opportunities to talk about this very shit with our listeners, many of whom are incredibly smart and thoughtful people. Uh, with that, this has been the Mix 6. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, I'm Spencer. I'm Caleb. And we'll talk to you next time.